Well, Phil, that was uh, Philip Clayton, not to be mixed up with Phil Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes the names match. I, I thought he was uh, terrific. He's obviously extremely well-educated, very bright, very articulate. And more important, most importantly to me, he was really full of life and optimism and uh, all those things uh, I would uh, enjoy experiencing more from other religious people. And, uh, and I think yeah. he's not just an academic. He's obviously very committed to his religious beliefs. It's interesting that he went from fundamentalism, uh, from no, from atheism to fundamentalism and then became a Quaker. Uh, and so yeah. uh, he had, he's had a, a, a fascinating journey. Well, not only Quaker, but uh, you know, somebody who sees the value in all the world's religions, and in, uh, you know, he called himself a mystic. So that part of the uh, evolution uh, is, is, is that path, with the exception of the fundamentalist part, is very typical of you know, sort of our generation of seekers. But, but I think you know, finding their way to yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think him going through that fundamentalist phase. Uh, gives him great insight and yes. uh, understanding and, uh, you know, uh, abilities of communication. Now, there may be, you know, there are fundamentalists who may have all those same qualities. They just, their beliefs are different uh, and how they right. express those beliefs and how they share them with others. And, and uh, one area that I struggle with in, in trying to understand uh, Christianity, and that is that my, again, from every angle I look at it, uh, by definition, it is a religion of uh, conversion. And when you are a religion of conversion, uh, it, can, it creates problems. Now, within Christianity, there are people that feel that uh, converting is not important, but it seems that that was a major emphasis of the founder. If one has those beliefs, and what I've read of, of, of Christ was that... Uh, that uh, that was his uh, directive to his disciples. So, um, yeah, I guess there's lots of ways to look at it, and, and uh, yeah. But I, but I see that there, and I see that as being a problem. Well, you know, if it can be, but there's so many other problems in uh, organized religion, and especially the uh, more conservative and uh, exclusivist strains of religion, you know, of our way is the only way kind of schools. Right, right. But, you know, when I contemplate it, when I think, you know, of that injunction that's in the, in the New Testament, first of all, we don't know that Jesus actually said that. Right. Um, it, it, that could have come later. Right. It could have been an add-on. And, so, and I think that's know, a point I mean, he, he very clearly made, yeah. Yeah, well, possibly. But, the, but you have to look at the context. You know, he lived in a very... A constrained universe uh, at that time, and uh, the religious traditions that of Jesus, the person, was um, trying to reform. Uh, maybe in that context, he meant go tell these Jews who have gone astray, and you know the Pharisees and all that. Right. That you know, you know, can tell them there's a different way, a better way. He may not have meant for people to go, you know, around the world converting Hindus and Buddhists and everybody else, and, you know, right. sometimes at the point of a sword, you know, right. that just strikes me as uh, <laughs> a misconception. Right, right. Something. No, no, I, I would agree. Well, well I, I, I do want to say, though, 
I, I, I'm not Jewish, so I enjoy discussing uh, spiritual matters and theology, uh, religion of all from every angle with with rabbis because I know they're not going to mm. they're not going to spend time trying to convert me. You know, there's no, no sub, there's will, no subtext. But if, if it were me, they would. They would, yeah, of course. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so, so that's my, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, th- th- that's a, no, a good space for me to operate. Not all of them. Yeah, but certainly, yeah. But, but again, anybody that's trying to convert anybody else to anything is doing it because they think it's the right and good thing to do. If you believe that yeah. this is this is the way and that this is going to bring happiness and fulfillment and all, of course, you want to share that. We see that in every spiritual group, you know, that yeah. uh, whether well, or not they, there's a great emphasis <laughs> on proselytizing or not, uh, generally they do, because they want to share their happiness with others. Where, uh, in, yeah, in, in many there's, cases, there's not a all way of doing that without being obnoxious right. or making people feel bad or threatened. I mean, I, when I was younger, it hasn't happened to me in 40 years probably, but when you know, I might meet a rabbi who was, you know, and he'd hear my last name and say, oh, you know, come to my, you know, do you go to synagogue? And I'd say, no, I have no interest in it. And they would get crazy. They would always want me to, you know, identify with uh, my Jewishness and, um, you know, uh, follow the, the, the religious way. And it was just not my path. And it just really turned me off even more. But... <laughs> but that's the way it is in, in some circles. I've also, you know, subsequently met rabbis who were, you know, perfectly uh, amenable to my own spiritual path. Right. Anyway, um, back to Philip Clayton. Um, I'm really glad we had an opportunity to talk about uh, this uh, environmental activism. The last right. time I saw him, he was on a panel on that subject here in L.A., and uh, his passion came through, and that's one of the reasons I wanted him on the yeah. show. I mean, we're facing this serious crisis. Serious, of, serious. Uh, I, I just had a conversation with a friend who's on the board of Greenpeace, and uh, it wasn't a pretty picture he painted, and, and I think he's a very objective and uh, very articulate. Tom Newmark, he's the chair of the Greenpeace Fund for the United States now, and um, I, I think we have we have a responsibility, and I think... It is especially the responsibility of, of religious, of spiritual leaders to speak out on it because uh, yeah, uh, it, yeah. it's really it's a, an indication of imbalance uh, in, in the lives of individuals and in the relationship of human beings to the planet uh, that there isn't more respect for the planet. And what you brought out, Phil, was, you know, the be all and end all question in, this, in today's uh, interview, and that is, why would conservative Christians uh, go against the science uh, that in- indicates a global warming? I mean, why in the yeah. world would they not Im- at least show a look at it objectively? And I- if they see a problem and see that there- there's some basis to it, do everything they can uh, to 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 try to remedy that situation rather than. Um, you know, just deny it. it it's it, it's mind-boggling. I know. Well, you know, I think, you know, we have a particular problem in America with a right. particular strain of fundamentals right. Christianity. And if you look at where they are, they, first of all, they command far more attention and make a lot more noise than their numbers would justify. And right. Philip was saying, you know, I, 
I heard reports from the last um, Parliament of World Religions, and I was at the previous one. And there's, you know, people from around the world and all the various spiritual traditions, including Christianity, that are alarmed by the climate crisis and speaking out against it. And this small group of fundamentalists in America make a lot of noise, partly because, you know, from the days of Jerry Falwell on, they have been a, a strong uh, financial and uh, electoral support for the Republican Party. And, and those of, they seem to be centered in red states often where the fossil fuel industry is. Right, is right, paramount. right. And, and I've and even somehow heard, this, yeah, I've even heard uh, right-wing Catholic, and, and this would be a, um, a branch of Catholicism that's uh, sort of, you know, less than 1%. So not to, not to condemn Catholicism for uh, as being uh, against environmental reform or, or protection, but there, there's I've, I've heard them talk about animals and about the environment is there only to serve man and to not get caught up in, in uh, the protecting of them and all, which is just, uh, in my opinion, it's nonsense. The, the planet's going to be around a lot longer than we are. And, and uh, yeah. it'll be peopled by people, it'll be peopled by those that we, uh, you know, by the, the procreation that takes place now. And, and I think everybody wants... Uh, you know, the, the, those that follow us to inherit something as good or better. And, uh, uh, you know, why any religion would not support that is, uh, is it's, it's difficult to understand. But anyway, the world is difficult to understand right now. Yes, it is. And um, we can only do what we can do. And I'm, I'm glad we can, at the very least, um, uh, convey Philip uh, so Clayton's uh, thoughts and acts actions on the subject and i hope uh, many people pay attention right and so, i love that love to have him back on the show and if anybody out, out there listening knows of anybody else uh that uh speaks on uh spirit eco spirituality is that what the term is phil well it's one one that i've heard yes. yeah i like the term if anybody speaks on that uh we we would love to know about it and and follow up and we do have people often send us uh, recommendations for uh, interviewees, and uh, we follow up as, as, as best we can. And uh, so uh, please keep doing that. Indeed. Until next time. All right. Till next time. Adios.